This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Jordana, always a pleasure to be back here with you. Our 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 2020 finale. How about it? Our last episode of the year. Look at that. It, it, what a year it's been, huh? What a year it's been for for dating. I feel like I wonder if we'll remember this year um years from now or if everyone will just forget it existed like that 1918. <laughs> flu thing that just like everyone no one remembers it well i i I guess we'll have to uh wait until uh 2120 to see if we've forgotten about it a hundred years later i guess so i forget it is it is a long i guess most of those people are already dead i (laughs) and and peace be with them but i um i i gotta assume this is gonna be kind of like a a tent pole in memories like in the way that 9-11 became a tentpole for people. A lot of people, I would say the financial collapse 2007-ish, that's a maybe a shorter tentpole. Um, but right. this 2020, of, it's got to be something, right? Of the things that changed um, either dating or interactions or even relationships, I guess, in the long term, in long, for, for like permanently. Oh, relationships, dating, family stuff. Um, friendships. I mean, obvious, friendships, obviously with, you know, many people have, you know, had deaths in their life. That's, you know, horrible. Yeah. It's changed the, how they look at things. Also, where you're living. Like, remember, like, people, I, when I moved the to New York City. course of your life, yeah. Totally. Like, and, and what you do for work. Like, I remember moving to New York City and, like, everyone had their like there was always every like one out of five people would be like, well, after 9-11, I, I kind of realized that life should be this way and life should be that way. And I, I kind of turned my my ship of life in a different direction. I definitely think you're going to hear those stories from here. I used to say that about comedy. Like when I started doing comedy, it was, you know, 2010 and it was right after, you know, all Lehman Brothers and all the financial collapse stuff. And I, you know, you could tell like in people doing all of a sudden these, these people were like lost my job. So I just started doing creative stuff. I started doing stand up. Right. I started doing. And, and so you met a lot of those types of people and they either kept in it or they, you know, didn't keep doing it. But it, I think this will be another thing where people go, you know what? I was living in New York and, you know, the pandemic made me move back home and I love my home now. And I love I didn't think I was a suburban person. You know, now I those, am. And now I'm, you know, I'm living the Hallmark, you know, movie, you know, uh, uh, script that would be written for me. I feel like every single girl, girl in New York, like moved to Miami or something. I, I don't I, I you know what? I, I don't blame this whole thing. I, yeah, I every, get it. I'm not like no, no offense. I mean, my sister, my sister is one of them. <laughs> Your sister. I, I, I keep up with her Instagram. She is definitely living up the Florida life. I mean, every one of her pictures of the of the sea makes me like be like, OK, what am I doing? You know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like I mean, especially all... now. And you hear about like, I mean, it seems like a different world 
down there. It, I mean, it is. Right? I, I'm I'm starting to talk about this doing stand up. I just did stand up in St. Louis. I want to thank everyone who came. Um, literally, they didn't allow drinking or eating inside at the venue that I was at. So people were like drinking from boxes of wine in the car before going into the show. It was like, right. it was like, I felt like I was, it was like, uh, uh, I felt like I was underage going to a Dave Matthews concert from high school. Like just like everyone <laughs> bringing their pink Poland spring bottles and like, that's so funny. It, it you need one of those wild. things like with the, the helmets with the alcohol and then the straw goes in your mouth under your mask. Yeah. The camelback <laughs> under your sweatshirt right, that's what that you called, wear yeah. into the game. Yeah. Like it, it was truly unbelievable. And listen, I'm going to be in Indianapolis for the New Year's Eve as well as the weekend. So if anyone out there, uh, Indianapolis, want to come, socially distance. They're do all these clubs are doing whatever they can to keep people safe and keep people feeling safe. So if you'd like to come to Indianapolis, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. But I'm doing a bit about the difference between New York COVID and Florida COVID because I've gotten like a front row seat to both. And it is a different world down there. And I, again, a lot of this has been politicized as far as like people leaving New York and they're like, well, good. And I've made fun of these people. I think all you need is some awareness of like, like people. Are I'm a little bit of a stereotype right now. Of yeah. Young girl leaving New York. Right. Oh yeah. Also, you're not like, you know, New York doesn't miss you. You know, yeah. like, like we aren't like wondering how Lauren's doing in Florida, you know, like, like, like yeah. New York is going to move on. Um, but also like this misremembering of like, oh, the days of me frolicking the city. It's like you didn't frolic. You did what everyone else did. And then you left the minute it got hard. And I, that's OK. I, I, listen, right. I'm looking at my window right now and this ain't, you know, it I don't, is so I, it's shitty out today. Yeah, and I mean, but I do have to say, um, is finishing this year off. We're recording this a few a few weeks early, but today we're recording it on the day they just started giving out the first vaccine. So I do feel like I have Ooh. a hopeful energy for next year. I'm like, I'm hopeful. I'm excited about it. I think like it will be bad, and then it will be really good. Okay, well, I I love that. I'm I'm with you. I'm always on the hopeful side. I I try to have. Uh, you know, I, 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 practical delusional is kind of like my, my, my mindset, practical, uh, delusion, practical delusion. Um, I, I like, I think it's okay to be hopeful. It's okay to be positive. I think we try to bring an energy of positivity here, especially when we're talking a lot about dating stuff where people are like, some people are like dating's dead. You can't date. Yeah. We're in a second lockdown. Most places, a lot of places, unless you're in Florida, where they're just licking each other's armpits. I, uh, <laughs> but I That's would true. say, but I, I would say, like, we're gonna stay positive here. And just because you're positive doesn't mean that you're not aware of the realities and the bleakness of uh, that you, everyone can go into. Yeah, totally. Um, and like, you know what I mean? It's still dating is still happening in different different forms in different places as we've seen. And so I think that So I, I gotta ask you, are you a resolutions person? Do I have resolutions? Um Yeah, I like to I like I mean like it's fun. I feel like resolutions get a bad rap because everyone's like, Well, you never make them. It's like sure. I think it's good to go into the year with like a a goal that you think is like some some way you'd like to improve a little bit. I don't You'll have never, like hard and fast ones, really. I, I never understood the anti-resolution person. 
Like, that's just like, do you want me to give up? Is that what you want? You want yeah. me to just like sit here and like fucking rot away? I, you can't achieve anything unless you try, unless you try. So like, I think resolutions are great. Like you can't, unless you put it down on paper, you're never going to like try and get to the goal. So you can't fail totally. unless you put it down. So I, do, I, I'm do you okay resolution? With that. Every year I, I, I put a couple things down on paper that I'd like to be better at, to do, to have happen. Um, you know, last year was um, I really wanted to do a a uh, like a late night TV set. Like that's always been at the top of my list. Um, and then I had a set. And then there's no. <laughs> well, then, right. then I had a set approved um, by uh, The Tonight Show. I remember that. A set. And then like. Then they were like, no audiences. And I and, and I was like, well, that and then the Tonight Show, you know, went away. And that, and now you're kind of what sucks is like you get thrown back in the bucket. Like, you know, they're probably going right. to find it, you know, whenever they come back. Well, like, that set is probably wouldn't be relevant. As, uh, things as a set change. Right yeah, it'd be a little <laughs> different. <laughs> hey, everybody. How about going into restaurants? That was my opening. <laughs> um, um, but uh, yeah, right. it, it, I did reach out. And be like, hey, I I was, they started doing sets from people from home and stuff, and I was like, I'll do one of those if if. Oh, that's they were cool. Like, well, and then they were like, yeah, we're gonna go with people we know already, like the people who have already done it. Maybe like you know, and I was like, oh, okay, not me. Uh, so that's okay. Like, so I'd like that still to happen. I'm again delusional, uh, hopeful delu, you know, delusional, practical delusion. Um, I'm delusional to think that that could happen, and I'm also staying practical that yeah, maybe it could happen. So I, uh, I don't think that's, that's delusional. Uh, well, that's... you know, you can one can dream, and so I'll, otherwise, it's like to keep growing, to keep to be better than I was last year. I, I always have that kind of feeling. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think my my resolutions aren't like they're like the worst. They're like the the kind they say don't happen because there's no like time bound specific. Mm. Num- numeric goal <laughs> but i'd like to be a little more organized i'd like to um be a little more meticulous and we'll do, see if that happens do, do you it's got to be tough to you got engaged this year like that kind of gets did. like you know i'm sure you don't forget but like i'm saying like <laughs> you know do you look at 2020 and go that was the year i got engaged do you have a di- do you feel badly that like not badly but like there is a hard it's hard to celebrate things from this yeah, year too. Yeah, I mean, I I wish I had like the the like a real engagement party that would have been like fun. But in the grand scheme of the people who are like uh, fucked by this year, like sure. I don't think that's that big of a it's that big <laughs> no. of a thing. Like my wedding is like you know I mean I I haven't I haven't planned nothing got like really taken away from me mm-hmm. in that sense. So I don't feel like su- like it would have been nice, but I don't think it was like one of the big things that i was like super pumped sure for. i i mean but that's kind of the problem with this year uh, other th- yeah. you know like is that what you just did the way you just said that was like it, it, it was it's interesting like everyone's kind of doing we're all aware of people doing worse than us but all of us have had things that we'd rather them gone a different way and it's like yeah. so it's it's hard to even say 2020 was great. I got engaged. Like, I'm so happy, <laughs> like, right. you know, without I mean, going, honestly, also, I'm sorry to the people, you know, like without having kind of a press conference. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I had a, I, overall, I feel like my, my year was like, not that bad. Like yeah. I, um, I actually do. I mean, I miss like seeing friends and events and like the activities, but like 
I am kind of introverted. I like don't love going out and speaking to and meeting new people. I've really enjoyed not having to commute to work. Yeah. Um, I got engaged and like, I do feel like it's funny because like I talk about relationship anxiety a lot. And so I do feel like having that. And now it's been a few months, I guess I've let the, you know, once everything's like rested or like, I forgot, I don't know how to put the phrases, but um, now that everything's calmed down, I do feel like I have a lot more mental, mental energy to put into like, work and like career and like um growing the business and things like that yeah. i do feel like because i had you know what i mean that was like the looming engagement thing and myself just being overly anxious about about work i've like been able to concentrate on other things in my life more interesting do you think that's a thing for a lot of women where it's like you're you're and i say women just because we have a lot of women that write in here but like right. the idea that like the anxiety and the thought that goes into where you stand relationship wise takes away from the ability to like be a better worker, be a better, you know, uh, right. to concentrate on the, all the other things in life. Be a better friend, be a better whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, if, if anyone who's listening is anything like me, then, then for sure. It's funny because like, you know, I listen to you on diet starts tomorrow. I listen to diet starts tomorrow. Um, and the way they describe like all this mental energy going into thinking about like, and what am I going to eat? And like, you know, like at, and like the whole process around food and the whole thing. It's like, I definitely felt that way when I was much more intensely when I was dating, I was like, think is he when is he gonna text me and like was he gonna like and should i text him back and when how many times have we gone out and like you know what i mean like overthinking all of that stuff and being so like fixated on it that it was hard to really get into to other things and i think that like there is a parallel there yeah. with like dieting and food um that maybe i mean maybe you could relate to more than like the no being, I, I, like wondering <laughs> if a girl's gonna text you or not um listen i always say i don't know what these people think about that don't that can fit into a t-shirt easily like i don't know what about a text from a guy (laughs) (laughs) like like how the people who can fit in t-shirts haven't found a cure for every disease ever is beyond me i'm like (laughs) so i'm saying you get you get it the time i get it yeah i get get it. it yeah yeah i i uh what are you gonna do for new year's what are you gonna do you have any plan like well we are going to florida um between christmas and new year's my sister lives there so we're going to go so visit. you're gonna go you're gonna see what a uh, front row safe. seat i'm gonna be to, very safe but a front row seat to this to the madness i mean yes. the difference between florida and new york is like almost like you've walked into it's like going from the black and white uh wizard of oz to the color wizard of oz right like, especially <laughs> you mean you look at again we look outside today in particular it's like this yeah. foggy gotham city like like mist over the city um it looks i mean it looks nice it's like i i, I, you, know, I you, you don't know how to feel about it you're kind of you you're like a little jealous when you see those things but then you're like oh sure. that seems unsafe i don't know like well my dad you know. my dad put it right he goes you'd rather be miserable here than miserable there that and seems I, fair that's a fair assessment <laughs> while also staying as safe as possible. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's tough. I don't know. You know, I'll be in Indianapolis again. Please, if you want to come, if you feel good coming, that would be great. Uh, but uh, you know, it's. Uh, do you think people will, like do something for New Year's? Do you think that there's going to be this like Thanksgiving, just like there was Thanksgiving, where it's like these people that are doing stuff, like, but they're going to be with like a core 
for a core for, group of right. people with or people they're who gonna... they vetted yeah yeah i think people I mean, will do that anyways I in know, new york so. i think like if you have a you know a group of friends that you know have been safe like maybe you would do that i don't know what the deal in florida is i know there is a curfew there that's 11 so maybe mm. that will curtail that um whatever concerns they have about that it does seem like i get it it's like it's the last seems like the last uh thing hump to get over before we're like out of this like everything i'm kind of like is if it's just another couple months like can i just not leave my apartment <laughs> like i don't know it's it's well I, I i will say to people there's going to be that annoying person that's going to go just because coronavirus doesn't know it's 2021 and it's <laughs> like yeah we know just let us have the turning the page in the book of like let's refresh let's shake it off let's enter into the positive realm right right and i just think i think the funniest thing of this year is how every person like we've said this before like has their own rules oh like, the rationalizations has, like they're and they're all like it's just very interesting to have like because again there's no real like thing at the top that's like everyone is doing the same this is okay this is not okay it doesn't really make sense necessarily the things that are and aren't okay everyone's like well i will do this but i won't do that and they like it all it seems a little random it's well everyone's turned on each other i don't know if i told this on this podcast but i i was in florida for thanksgiving uh with my parents and i was working out on a field near my parents home Your parents are farmers they have a huge crop of <laughs> oranges, oranges. Yeah, they got a huge orange field. So I'm on this field working out. Uh, I told you I work out over the phone with four at four If you want to follow him on Instagram, it's been a 2020 has brought four into my life. And I really do enjoy working out with him over the phone. He's got a lot of free stuff. He's got a lot of like lessons on there at four Zag to, to to pump his tires a minute. So I. I'm on this field working out with them. All of a sudden, there's a family doing a socially distanced get together next to me. They got the babies. They got the, you know, they got the the young couple who has the babies. You got the grandma who's all Chaneled up. Uh, you got the grandpa who I think was divorced from the grandma because he wouldn't go near her or anyone else when she showed up. So I'm watching their whole dynamic while working out. It was the best, you know, thing to keep my mind occupied while doing you know, uh, doing, you know, we're doing air squats. So I look over and they go, okay, let's take a picture. And they go to take a picture and they just were around each other doing the right thing. They're outside. To me, what they're doing is nice. They're outside. They got no roof over their head. It's fresh air. They're staying away from each other. They're not sitting there like going crazy, but then the grandma who's all Gucci up or, you know, Chanel grandma. Uh, <laughs> I know who I know exactly who you're talking about. You know, yeah. the, the hair, you know, she's 50, but also she's 20. So she <laughs> she goes picture time. So they all go to get to the picture and they go and she goes, wait, 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 put on the mask. And like, why? And like it's just like for the picture just for the picture. And she goes, come on, put on the mask. And it's like. We've created our own big brother. We've like she is worried about someone, you know, in her group of Gucci girls commenting, going, mm-hmm, 
didn't wear the mask on Thanksgiving when they did as much as they could. They were all trying. They made a special event to be outside as a family. Like if anything, they they made some mo they made some effort. And then this picture is shows they're more afraid of the social ramifications than they are the a disease at that point because they are literally changing their lives for and they don't even have to post it but they're like we have to post it it's like a big brother of our own creation and that only happens because we've all found different ways to be good we're all different rationalizations and i don't want to go on right. and on but it, it's a perfect example of what you're talking about it's like they're yeah. being good but they're like not sure if someone else is good interferes with their good so they don't want to be called out and have to get in an argument about fucking QAnon in their facebook sec- <laughs> comments Right. No, I agree. I mean, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a year of that, which has yeah. been, that's, I think almost the worst part. Like the, the I'm tenseness. exhausted by it. I'm I, yeah. I'm with you. I think it's, I'm exhausted by it. I want, you know, you just want people to figure out. Yeah. And I mean, obviously know. we're, I'm lucky. We're lucky. This is the worst part for us, but like still, no, but like I feel anxiety annoying. about it on a daily yeah. basis. I mean, what, what do we do after we tape these? Hey, we talk to Sean, the producer and go, do we say anything? Can we, we've had you know right. so many episodes reviewed by a third party ear. Every time I do something, I go, Jess, does, is am I gonna be attacked by someone for what I do? And she'll go, No, no, I like you know. I again, a lot of checking in with people when our intent is just to talk and have a nice right. conversation. So, yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> Did I bring us down? I thought that I thought the no, I story think, about I think the family was relevant. That was yeah. A happy, healthy family is always a good a good story. <laughs> Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama, every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliayi was Nevada's contestant twenty years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on 
on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about how to move on if you've got a breakup in the pandemic. Okay. Right now. Hard. Very difficult. Yeah, I would imagine, especially, I mean, if you live in New York. So I'll read the email. We can we can get <laughs> into it. If you're in it. Florida, you're out in the field having a yeah, great time. Yeah, seriously. Hi, J&J. Love the pod, et cetera. I recently broke up with my boyfriend of over two years. For context, I'm 27. This was my first long-term relationship. We lived together, and I thought he was the one at one point. But we lost our spark and um, at some point, and we struggled to get it back. We were rocky for a while before we broke up, not fighting, but not feeling connected. I think we both knew it was going to end a while before it finally happened. We officially broke up in early October. I know breaking up was the healthy thing to do, but I've been struggling with moving on. In normal non-COVID times, I would have other things to fill my life with that would mark the passing of time and help me heal. Weddings, vacations, etc. But in this situation, I feel like I'm at a standstill. It's been over two months now, but it feels so fresh. I also feel like a normal way for me to move on is to start dating again. But with the pandemic combined with being out of the dating game for so long, I, I feel totally unsure about how to make that move. Uh, I know my mid-pandemic breakup dilemma is not unique, so I thought this might connect with other listeners. I feel so paralyzed between wanting to move on and not feeling like I have the tools to do so right now. It feels like I haven't seen him in forever and also like no time has passed. Uh, is this normal in a serious it's been breakup? It's forever or... in a moment all at once. All at once. <laughs> It was the Sorry, best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> is this a normal in a serious breakup or is this paralyzed feeling something that is specific to pandemic times? Thanks for all you do. Well, I think this is a very relatable email, right? Definitely. Like, for like, There's people. Out, I mean, for as many people that are getting into fast relationships right now, and we we know many of them, I'm sure. A lot of I them know are written in. Yeah. What's that? I said we've had a lot of them write in. Yeah. Yeah. They all write in. There is, for as many of those fast relationships, there's a lot of fast breakups. Mm -hmm. Just as many. So, one, you're not alone. Um, what The way she explains it is perfectly reasonable. We lost our spark at some point. We struggled to get it back. We're rocky for a while before we broke up. Not fighting, but not feeling connected. That, to me, is the hardest type of breakup. Because Definitely, yeah. Two good people. Two good people who gave it a try. And I think yeah. th that's the most important thing to... Before I give some ideas, because we're two people talking out of our ass, as I say all the time. Before I have some ideas, I just want to say, like, this is why you date. This is why you got, you know, people think they date to get into a relationship. Like, I don't, I think you date to make sure you're with the right person. Right. Yeah, and that's why I think those like three month things that seem so annoying when you're dating are actually like really great. Because if you can, yeah, I think three months is a great time to figure out to say, okay, I've like given this person a chance. I like them. It could have could have gone better. Here's the things that I'm looking for next time. But but even this is, I mean, the three month thing. Yeah, I. But I would even look at the two year thing. Like, mm -hmm. you did two years to figure it out. It wasn't able to figure it out. Let, you know, and, and you could go up the year amount. You'd be, you know, for the people that did the three-month breakup, be thankful it wasn't two years. 
For the people that did the two years thing, be thankful it wasn't 10 years. You know, like, but if, for the people that did the 10 years, be thankful it wasn't the rest of your life. You know, like, these are the, like, you're going through life to find the happiest version of it. And these two years got you to learn about the things you like and don't like. They got you to learn about the type of person you want to be with. They got you to learn what it, what you want to feel like. You know you don't want to feel like you're not connected to your partner. So let's look at the positive that you got out of it knowing totally. what it, it sh- you know, knowing what it should feel like is better than not knowing at all. Like I, I, I think that's kind of the hardest part about like moving on with life. Is this the right one? You you know, and then everyone's like, Well, you know, you know, and all that shit. And it's like right. you know, I don't so think I that that's necessarily true, but I don't think so either. I, I, but I, I just want to like tell this person, like, I think with a lot of breakups, the regret and the loneliness comes from like, what could I have done better? But it's like, this is why you date. Right. And I think that's why, again, like this is one of the harder breakups to have because there's no like real, and it's almost like, I feel like, I always feel like when it's funny when you hear about like a broken engagement or like a a long-term relationship that breaks Mm -hmm. off for one of these reasons, I'm like, that's always like a positive because it would be so like it would be so easy to just keep going and being like slightly unhappy. Do you know what I mean? Because they're not. I mean, it's not like she's not saying this guy was like cheating on me. He was treating me terribly. He's verbally abusive. She's like it just kind of wasn't there. And like that's like the bravest breakup to do because you know it could because it's like about having the hope that it could be like really good. Sure. Yeah. Th- I, I you know? I'm with you. So like to me it's yeah I'm with you 100. percent um, I think when she writes that she's paralyzed, that is a big feeling with everything right now. I think like not a, like, listen, I can speak about my own situation where I'd like to be going out of New York, but I'm looking at, I want to make sure I don't miss anything here, even though there's nothing to miss. Um, I don't want to like, you know, leave New York and be disconnected from doing comedy you know, and I don't want to like, but I also look outside and I'm like, being here is just like, it can bring you down a little bit with the weather and everything. So like I have that, that paralyzed feeling is happening with everything. So the idea that she's now out of a relationship being like, what do I even do to feel better? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel like it's it's easy to kind of just like, especially now if you're in one of these places where there's nothing to do, it can feel tough but it's also like this is also a situation i think if we looked at it from the positive of you it's your chance to kind of do something or go somewhere that you would never done before so Mm -hmm. like i I don't know if she's working if she has to go into an office or not or if she's not like to me it would be like now is a good time almost take advantage of the like good parts of the situation that we're in and again people don't like to talk about or mention how there are good parts but it's like take a month go somewhere else or like i mean it's i think it's even if it's like obviously it's a privileged ability to just pick up and go somewhere but if you yeah. could if you could do that i think if you have the means or the ability like and you're single like this is like a great sometimes those breakups like help you jump start or get into something creative i like with do something you. new with your life or try something different it's like a great time to start that new project we, we can't change the atmosphere, but we can change how we kind of react to the atmosphere. So I would say I'm with you 100%. I have some ideas, okay? She says, uh, she asks if it's normal to not want to date. Yeah, of course. Like, I, I think it's normal for a lot of people to like, I, I, I think like 
it's it's not normal to start dating because you can't date normally. Okay. So like uh, right. for her, if she's like, I don't want to date right now. I can't even like figure out if I like someone based off of FaceTime, whatever. Okay, don't date. Let's maybe take a minute from dating. That's okay. Yeah. I would say, and I'm sure this was like a self-help book title at, an, at another time, but like you got to find other ways to fill your cup. You got to find other ways to fill you up, make you feel good, to distract you. I think right now a lot of us aren't making plans because we already did the Zoom happy hours with people. I think you got to make some Zoom happy hours. I think get the group together to do something different, make them themed, do some like let's go back to that that one for a second. Also moving home, going and being around loved ones, being around family. I think when she says, I didn't feel connected to the person I used to date, let's figure out what connected means to you with the people in your life that you're most connected with without dating, <laughs> you know? Right. Because you're, tr I think with dating, you are trying to find someone who fills you up the same way, and there's a very sexual joke I could make right now, but I'm not going to do it, but they, that someone that fills you up emotionally in the same way the best people in your life do. That's what you're looking for, right? Yeah, someone who who you feel the way that you do in a really good conversation with a friend or yes. like when you're vibing with, you know, anyone that you enjoy spending time with. So if you re if you're out of a relationship during these times, finding someone to get that with is going to be tough sledding. Not going to lie to you. Sorry. Bad news. There's a global <laughs> pandemic. But you already have people in your life who do that for you. And I know a lot of people, when they get into relationships, especially to your relationships, you start separating a little bit from friends. You get a little bit farther away from maybe that couple you used to hang out with or that family member you used to talk a lot with. Let's start bringing them back. Let's bring out the old players. And I think like moving home and being around parents and seeing that dynamic, you don't have to do it forever. Do it for a week and then go back to your other apartment. Like let's get energized on the people that we have at our disposal that energize us. I, I think that's like the only way to go. Totally. I think either the, the people and then also like maybe like another project that you can think of. like yeah. what's something you've been wanting to do that you kind of are always just kind of like fixated or distracted by these relationship issues that you were having um, that now you maybe have more mental energy for that you can like get <laughs> more into. I'm saying the most creative like experiences of my life where I feel like when I was like kind of miserable after a breakup and I was like, oh, I needed sure. something else that batches started. Um, when I remember like in the days following like a really bad experience in dating. Really? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just, it was me and Eileen and Sammy, but it was yeah. like, I remember we were like, I was like miserable and, um, needed something to like take my mind off of it. And we were like joking around and like you said, like been connecting with friends, but also like, um, I think for me, it was like, let me get out this energy and like something else like this, like kind of, yeah. like, you know what I mean? You feel, it felt, it felt, I felt like intensely bad. And like, I was like, let's, let's get a new project. And, you and this do was something have to distract me. Yeah. Absolutely. And you do have time. That's like the hardest part about a breakup is you're like, oh my God, all the, you know, there's one less person to text, talk to and hug. That's the, that's the. And you're like, you're like, who do I even talk to right now? You know, like, well, you know, okay, now you got some time to do some shit. You know, like, yeah. let's let's get into it. And I, I think it's cool to hear that Betches was started in that way. I'm sure a lot of people love hearing that. 
And I think like a lot of stories of things that were created have come from hard times. I mean, the beginning of this podcast, we talked about 2020. This is the last podcast of the year. The, the idea that this is going to be the story someone tells. Well, 2020, I lost my job. I moved out with my, my, my boyfriend and I ended. My girlfriend and I ended. So I started doing this thing. Or so okay. I moved to this place. Or so I... And it's like... That Even I got closer with this friend. Yeah. Totally. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows let's do some awkward sex you ready let's do it uup at betches.com uup at betches.com and hey listen what better way to celebrate the new year than to rate, review, and subscribe this pod to this podcast? If to you tell are listening, all your friends. to tell all your friends. If you're listening right now, pause and tell the group chat. Just do it right now. Send your favorite episode from 2020 to the group chat right now. Tell them to subscribe. That is a great gift to Jordan and I. That's a great way to pay for this podcast. Awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. Hi, J&J. I'm a longtime listener who constantly finds themselves giving their friends advice that start with, well, according to Jor- Jared and Jordana. Oh, look at that. That's nice. Thanks yeah. for putting such together such an entertaining but helpful podcast. Back in college, I went out one night and started talking to this cute guy. We went back to his after, and the sex was really great. Somewhat surprisingly for a one-night stand. 
I woke up early the next day and wanted my own bed. So I got dressed and woke him up just before leaving to say bye. I that that is whew, the best <laughs> type of one night stand. Just hey, I'm gonna get out of here. Bye. Oh bye. Oh really? Oh okay. I, I feel sure like it's you easier for a girl to do. Oh my god, so much easier. Like if a guy but, did that to me, I'd be like fucking asshole. But I would I mean <laughs> if a girl does it, it's kind of empowering. You know? Oh, <laughs> If we do it, it's empowering. If you do it, you're yeah. like a dick. A yeah. monster. Yeah. And yeah. listen, that's why the home game is the best way because then it's like on them a little bit like, hey, I'm going to get agree. out of here. And, and you're like, oh, thank goodness. I have my whole... Now I can really right. let, my, my, let my wings... They're the ones who have this. to decide when to leave. It's like yes. easier that way. Yeah. Oh, you're... And then you do the... You find out what a good actor you are. Oh, you're... You leaving? Okay. Cool. Oh, really? <laughs> Well, okay. Oh, you have okay. my number? Okay. Okay. Cool. Text me. Text me when you get back. Cool. Yeah, I had a great time too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll talk later. Yeah, you That's know. That's pretty that good. All, right? That was a, good? Yeah, you did a pretty good job there. Yeah, I believed it. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, le- I then left his bedroom and called an Uber. Since the Uber was a few minutes away, I decided to go to the bathroom. Take a huge <laughs> dump before she left. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, she left me a present. Uh, Well, (laughs) what a mistake that was. Turns out their lock was temperamental, and once inside, I was stuck. I kept trying to unlock the door, but to no avail. Since I'd (laughs) just (laughs) met... She went into the king's It's so funny about how, whatever, a wrench this put in her, like, I'm gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> it was so cute and dainty. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go. It was great meeting you. No, don't get up. You sleep. And then you had the whole sexy leaving cool whole, girl thing going yeah, on. <laughs> totally. Then she's in the bathroom, just going, just, just aggressively <laughs> shaking a doorknob, just like. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, I kept trying to unlock the door, but to no avail. Since I just met the guy the night before, I didn't have his number to call either, and he was peacefully asleep, assuming I'd gone home. I did start to bang on the door, hoping he or one of his roommates would hear me, but again, to no avail. (laughs) After an hour of being stuck in this bathroom, an hour, I heard one of his roommates in the living room. I called out. Luckily, he heard. Oh, my God. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) I'm stuck in the bathroom. (laughs) It's me. It's me. Kara. (laughs) You don't know me, but I've been. (laughs) (laughs) I was one of the women at McDougal's last night. (laughs) I've been stuck in here for 58 minutes. (laughs) It's been three days. Please let me out. Um. Oh my god! I called out. I would. No, lo- I would love that if the man got stuck in one in our in my bathroom. Sorry, uh, go on. I heard one of his roommates in the living room. I called out. Luckily, he heard. I explained that. I explained that I was stuck, and he tried to open the door from his side. When that didn't work, he, he said, "We're gonna have to take the door off its hinges." But then it had to be done from my side. I love. To me, the funniest part about this is the conversation going on outside the door. Like he the has a roommate having to explain it. Yeah. Explain it. Like, like, yeah, no, 
yeah, Chris had a girl over. She's stuck. She went to take a shit, and now she's stuck in there. And she, like, she's on the other Hopefully side. Hopefully, it didn't like, smell. Oh my god! Just like, yeah, he met this chick out last night, and uh, yeah, she's stuck in the shitter. Like, just yeah, like this it's, other it's guy. It's the girl with the sequin blouse. No one said blouse shirt from. Yeah, the other roommate. That one? No, not that one. The other one. <laughs> Oh, she was hot. Hey, 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 good to meet you. You know, like all like the normal kind. Like she went from like, just like you said, like there's that sexy leave and then everything becomes real. (laughs) Yeah. Now it's like a rescue mission. Totally. Like all the conversation, like people stop talking like their one night stand self. Like one night stand, you're like, hey, great to meet you. And then it's like, hey, uh, you got to get the doors off the hinges from the inside. (laughs) yeah it's like have you ever had to ask someone you were seeing to like for a toilet paper uh yeah you're out you're out of toilet it like ruins the whole (laughs) this is like that times like a hundred totally because it does you start it hey you're out of and they're like what and uh, you're out of toilet paper like you You switch the tone (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) i explained that uh, you roll and he's like what do you mean and then the more you have to explain, the more right. your tone and just gets serious. And then you have to like raise your voice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I can't believe she was in there for an hour. Sorry. Finish the I mean, story. But that it had been done from my side. So she had to take it off the hinges from her side. Luckily, there was a window that faced the outdoors where he'd be able to pass me the tools. <laughs> However, it had an irremovable screen that he had to cut through in order to get me the screwdriver. I was able to get the door open by unscrewing one of the hinges, which I then handed to his roommate, who was on the other side trying to contain his laughter. I walked out the house uh, and had to order another Uber since obviously mine hadn't waited for the hour that I was stuck in this random guy's bathroom. Sincerely, who knew there was such a thing as uh, so much standing involved in a one-night stand? Oh, my God. I love this story. Great story. Also, the idea that the Uber driver... He's calling like, hey, are you coming or what? You know, it's like, um, I'll be out. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you call this one? Probably thought she was kidnapped. I mean, there's got to be some concern there. I mean, she had her phone in there. I wonder, like, I would call this escape room. Um, That's a great one. Yeah. That, what do you that, think? That, saw 10. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, um, she had to saw her way out of there. Yeah. Really? Um, the prisoner, the stowaway, one night in the clink, locked <laughs> up. I'm trying to think what I would do. I don't think I could be there in an hour just waiting. Like if you had a phone, like, I guess you couldn't call. It's what are you going to call a friend and be like, can you come to this man's yeah. apartment? I, I guess. You I mean, just... the way she did her escape was the only way it could be done. Like, yeah, they I guess knew they wouldn't have been able to help her. They know, they know, yeah, they, and also, like, they know their door. So, like, I, I, like, if it's temperamental, you know, like, hey, we don't shut it this way. We shut it right. that, you know what I mean? Like, it's it, so they're the experts on this door. So, like, she did the right thing, I think. Like, calling, like, like if you had, like, I guess, like, there's this, like, emer- like have an emergency handy person in your phone, but, like, that... Even that, like, where are you telling them to come? How do you even know what apartment yeah. you're in? Right. I'm going to drop a pin uh, oh my on my location. Yeah. I'm just imagining her just screaming, like, help from this random bathroom for, like, an hour. It's, like, so sad. Hello? But so funny. Great story. 
It's a great story. Also, it could be called Locked Up Abroad. Like the oh, TV I like show. That. Yeah, that could be a good name for it. Anything like that ever happened to you? Um, I've had a bathroom situation. I think I might have told it already on this podcast where yeah. I clogged. I, I, the, the guy I was seeing had like already left for work. He and his roommates all left for work. And then I like went to the bathroom, not realizing it was like that was like their clogged bathroom. Mm. And I did what I had to do. <laughs> And then it wouldn't go down. The no one was there. So I just left. Oh, my God. What does that mean? Like, what was I supposed to no, do? Did you did he did you mention it to him or did you ever no, see him again? I just I was I, I think I did see him. I think I saw him again. Um, But I just I was like, what am I going to do? Like, no, nothing. But I mean, they definitely did like the. Yeah, that <laughs> chick clogged our toilet. Like that's like. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I was just like I can't I mean like I'm not gonna go down and like what am I gonna sure. text him and be like I was like I hopefully still like just all it'd be like a diffusion of responsibility they'll all think it was like the other one like I got I have places to be I gotta go <laughs> when you do you know you know it's funny like Betches is such a huge brand such a huge company now do you ever have that feeling I have that feeling sometimes when I think of other people and this is a narcissism I know but like I, I do have that thought of like someone going like someone being like, yeah, Jared's a comedian now. And someone being like, what? From high school, like being annoyed. <laughs> like, I, I just imagine like the worst version of the conversation of me. Like, really? Him? You know, like, like two people. Yeah. That guy? The one that like. I think about that all the time. Yeah. Do you ever think about this group of guys being like, you ever hear of Betches? Yeah. Jordana start the <laughs> shit girl. You know, like, do you ever yeah. think of that? <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I, if that's the case, I feel lucky to have made, have to still be in their, their conversations and that I'm sure. well known enough that that, you know, I would think it was like almost a good, it's better to have that than to be anonymous. Uh, well, that's a better way Maybe. to look at it than me. The way I look at it, I'm like crippled by that, that conversation. I, <laughs> I love the idea of one of them listening to this and the the whole, this whole time they're blaming it on like one of them. <laughs> and then they hear this and they know like kind of That's who I am a, and they're like, oh, like it's, it was her the whole oh, time. This finally. was like six years ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it is the, the big reveal on the final episode of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Let's, uh, you want to do some, another email? Yeah, let's do it. All right. UUP at Petrus.com. Let's, let's do it. Hey, Jay and Jay. My boyfriend and I graduated college in December 2019, and throughout college, we were the will they, won't they kind of relationship. We finally made it official after graduation. We quarantined with each other, and we have grown so close. I want a future with him, and he says and does things that show we are on the same page. However, as a result of the pandemic, my boyfriend was furloughed in April and then ultimately laid off in June. It's been six months now, and I feel like he has he has some job application fatigue, and he is not as motivated to look for a job. With so many Americans out of work, I feel as though the competition is worse than ever, and he needs to show more drive to want a job, especially since he only has four months of work experience. I feel really frustrated because we agreed that our plan was to move in together next July when my lease is up, and maybe this won't be the case if he's still jobless or he has to move cities. In addition to my frustrations about the future, the unemployment checks and his savings are starting to dry up, and I find myself paying for way more things lately. Typically, my standard is that I like to split things evenly. He gets this dinner, I'll get the next one. But obviously, that cannot be the case when I'm the only one with a job. I don't think I would feel this annoyed about paying for things if I if I felt like he was really trying to find a job, but that is not the case. And I can tell I'm growing a little more resentful of this. All in all, I find this laziness super unattractive. I love him and I want to be with him, but I don't know how to bring this up without sounding naggy, controlling or insensitive because I do think he's insecure about not having a job and being laid off. You think? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a pandemic with millions of layoffs is hopefully a once in a lifetime occurrence. So this is not a deal breaker, just a major annoyance. The main issue is that I want him to focus on finding a job for our future. Please bestow your wisdom on how I can approach this delicately. Sincerely, the employed girlfriend. Tough. Oof. Brutal. All of this sucks. Yeah. Let me first. Let me start by saying that. Um. It's also the timing of this. Again, timing is everything, and and um, like their ages are very important. Yeah, it sounds like they're like twenty, twenty two. You're twenty two, twenty three. You're out in the real world. You're gonna get your first job out of college. And then like you can't even look for a job. So like and but Mm -hmm. so so that's kind of like where this is like to me, this is the reason you don't marry your college girlfriend. I mean, or your college hookup or college significant other. Will they won't they as she calls it. Yeah, the the Jim and Pam of fucking of the University of uh, Delaware. Yeah, the. (laughs) (laughs) yeah the udell jim and pam yeah so i because i'm looking at like what she wrote i would have dumped her i would have ended this you would have dumped her yeah (laughs) okay she you know you know she wrote in asking if what she should do about (laughs) yeah well let me explain and i don't mean i'm just saying from his I'm I'm looking at this of like if I was the boyfriend without a job trying to figure shit out running through savings my money 
like part of my disposable money isn't going to go towards switching off dinners. <laughs> like, What's I'm it going to go towards? Uh, moving home. Nintendo Switch Get, games. Y- yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying like the idea. Weed. <laughs> Weed booze. Uh, spike seltzers. Yeah, I, 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 the, the reason I say that I would break up with her is that I can't afford to have a significant other right now. That's how I would feel. Like, like the, I feel like for guys, it's more expensive to be single. Oh no. Come on. Maybe not now. You're not signing up for future purchases. (laughs) You think? I always thought it was more expensive to be a single guy and a girl in a relationship. Because you're not like, think about how much you pay for like dates. If you're going on like a few dates a week, like I feel like that's. A first date can be 30 bucks if you want. I You could have a good thir- first date. Everyone gets two drinks at a fine bar. When you're 22, like you don't have to go to the yeah, Cipriani. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I don't know. I, I just hear this when she says the main issue is that I want him to focus on finding a job for our future. Imagine. So when you say it's it's cheaper to be in a relationship. No, it isn't. Well, He's not if you get have a girlfriend who's talking well, like that. Well, they're going to have yeah. a lease. Trying to they buy gotta, a house. <laughs> yeah, like, like they're going to figure out where they're moving and what doorman building they're going to have. And, like, I'd be, you know, I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm not close to our future. I don't even have a future of my own. I'm just saying there's another part of this email right. that we have to talk about, but I'm saying as far as, like, them like building a future together. I do understand why she's annoyed because the laser he is with this job search, the laser he is about them two moving on to the next phase of their relationship. Right. Well, I mean, if he's 23, I do feel like I can see why, why he's like not that concerned with that, especially they graduated at the end, almost basically the beginning of 2020, the end of 2019. Yeah. And then like, and they were, Will they were like the on and off couple, and then now he's like, and now I've got to like save to move. It seems like a little fast. I don't think there's anything wrong with that with the speed that she's moving, but to me, I wouldn't expect that of a 23 year old guy. Yeah, and also 23 year old guy who's never had a job before, um, out out of college, and has she even said it? Nothing on his resume. He's got to get an entry-level job. There's not a lot of entry-level hires going on right now. Like, she's like, come on, hustle it up. Everyone else is working harder. than you got to work 20 times harder than everyone else. It's like, lay off. You know, I, I, listen, I'm not saying. We're like, we're like, fine, be that person, but realize that, like, th- that not everyone has that mindset. And, not every, and maybe he's not the match for you. You yeah. are now seeing what someone is like in the quote unquote. This is a, my favorite thing to hear college kids say is like the real world. They talk about it like it's some fantasy, but it's like, yeah, this is you don't know what it's like to date someone until you see them through the process. And right now she's like, I want to build our future together. Well, are you sure? Sounds like you're not that attracted to him anymore and you're not attracted to the way he's handling the pandemic and and the job and the, and the job prospects. Sounds like you're not that into him. Right. So it's like, I think she's like gotten ahead of herself of like, okay, we need to like move in together soon. It's like, he doesn't have a job. You don't know. Like he doesn't know where he's going to be. He doesn't like, he's not thinking of these things. He's he's thinking of like, and and if I'm him, like if my, my advice to him as a 22 year old, 23 year old guy getting out of college, he probably has no idea what he wants. Like that was my biggest problem coming out of college. My biggest problem 
was I had no idea what I wanted to do, and I was so jealous and envious of the people who knew what they wanted, the, the place they wanted to run. So right. when you know which way, which direction, I'm not saying everyone knows what they want to do, but if you're like, I want to go into medicine, like, oh my yeah, God, I was always what jealous a relief. Of those people. Yeah. So jealous. Like they got the next ten years. They know what they're doing for the next ten years. Yeah, yeah, go to school, you get out of school, you pick a residency. Go I you know the road is just less wide. If even people who are like, I wanna be in finance, I would go, Oh, what I am so jealous of you. Because then you go, you start researching, oh, it's step one to get towards you could start looking at the you know, the job when someone's like, I want to be in media, that's harder than saying I want to be in finance because media could be a billion Anything, different things. Right. So, but then if someone says like life became for me way easier as far as a worker was concerned, the minute I knew I wanted to be funny for money. And it was right. real like that simplified things so much for me. And like, th listen, that sounds like everyone's like, well, yeah, that's fun to do. I'm, that's not for everybody. I'm saying... And that wasn't that easy. I'm not saying it's either, easy. Yeah. Everything is hard. Yeah. Everything is difficult. When, right. But when you don't know what you want to do, it is... If It's so much... It feels like so much weight on your shoulders. I, I never felt more free than when I was like, here's the direction I'm going. So, And again, I didn't find that until I was 25 years old. So to this guy, like I feel for him because she's like, come on, I want to do something. And it's like... How, and again, as a man, when you're taught your whole life to be somewhat of a provider and someone like a, kind of like a, a rock of some sort for people emotionally, you know, like this is kind of how societally, you, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that like boo hoo. I'm just saying these are the societal things that men are kind of like put in the position of being. I wouldn't feel good about moving on. You know, what's the next phase with you? I'd be like, let me try and figure this out. And again, she mentions his laziness. Yeah, it looks lazy when you don't know where what the next step is, or he's lazy and you're not attracted to him. That's that could be that's also true. So, right, and I think that like honestly, if she was, if she did really want to be in this like long term mature relationship with this guy, like part of that is kind of like, yeah, you do pay for more shit if they're out of a job. Like that's yeah. what a grown up <laughs> mature relationship is. Like the that's person true. with you person takes care of the other person when they're down. That's like the whole point like to me like she's in very like college mode relationship she wants to be in like adult mode relationship mode yeah. but she's actually still in college mode of like whose whose parents credit card are we using this night or like <laughs> do you know what i mean or like i'm we're gonna split everything down the middle like relationships don't really work like that like sometimes people are down and you need to do more shit because they can't take care of themselves that's like the that's the hardest part about being in a relationship but that's the most real world part of it yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with what you just said more. And because and then it's also in addition to that, it's yeah, I, I you could be he could be she could be saying to us, I'm broke up with my boyfriend uh, from college because he just what I didn't like his passion level. That to me is a reasonable adult way to break up. Like at that point, I wouldn't we just weren't on the same level as far as maturity and towards moving towards the next phase of life. That's an adult. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. You could find a bunch of guys who are more who seem like they're more ambitious or working harder, or doing whatever. If that's someone that you're looking for, that's a big priority for you. Like find someone like that.
I think that's yeah, and, and if and if you're gonna have a conversation with this guy, just be like, hey, I'm thinking of the next level. If you're not thinking of the next level, and it kind of every time you don't look for a job, it kind of makes me feel that way because she's resenting him for not wanting to pursue. She's basically be taking it personally that he's not looking harder because it holds her back from life. This is kind of this is back to what I said in the beginning, where it's like, this is why you don't date your high school college sweetheart this is the again don't marry them yeah most people don't marry them yeah yeah well there's reasons to do it i'm not saying that you're a crazy person for doing it but this is the reasons against it figuring out how to be independent figuring out that like yeah no one their plan isn't maybe the same as your plan like that's why i was saying i would dump her i'd be like listen you're ready for something different than me i'm not ready to be you know to, to i'm not ready to run yet you're ready to run good luck Right. And I think that both of those things are fair. Both of those people are, are are like good for each of them to want what they want or to not be pressured to like move at a, at a pace that you're not ready to move at, I think is also fine. So she should totally. verbalize it and maybe they're maybe the timing's not right for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. The the college girlfriend boyfriend versus the real world girlfriend. I mean, it is. I And I said this. I've been I, I think the pandemic has put it's either made people younger or older. Like right. I feel, I feel like I aged 10 years this year. I went from living alone in an apartment in a different part of town to now I have, you know, uh, own an apartment while living with my girlfriend and you know, my tenants moved out of the apartment. I got to find new people to move in. Now I'm in this like landlord mode. Like I feel a hundred years old. Yeah, no, I I definitely see that. It definitely puts everything in perspective. And I just think it's interesting that she was like, my standard is that I pay for half. It's like, no one gives a shit what your standard is when someone is in a well, down place. Like, if you're like, if I'm like, if you have the flu and you can't wash the dishes, I'm like, well, my standard is that you do the dishes twice a week. It's what? like, there are exceptions. <laughs> the standards thing isn't what? like... <laughs> Well, I think she's using our words to like to say that like I've been healthy about this. Well, you have, you know, that if that's your standard then you leave him. Right. Or you make an exception because things in life come up and that's why so many people like stay in things where they go, well maybe next week will be different. Uh the healthiest people go, next week wasn't different so I have to go. Or next week wasn't different so maybe I should adjust my expectations. It's one right. or the other. I agree. All right, let's play some games. UUP at Petrus.com. UUP at Petrus.com. I got to say, I was laughing out loud at these red flag deal breakers. They're I, pretty good submissions they're good. this week. This week, I, I we end the year on a solid group of red flag deal breakers because I was laughing out loud. And these are all true. I love it. I love true story, red flag, deal breaker, send them in, UUP at Betches.com. All right, you want, you want to do the first, or you want me to do, yeah, I'll I'll do, do the, the first one? Or you do All it? right, you could do it. Okay. They suggest Benihana for the first date, and not as a joke. Some details, we both live in NYC, and the guy suggesting is 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I um, love this one because I love Benny Hanna. I would eat Mike Benny loves H Benny Hanna. Real Mike and I should go together. We should do go. It's hard. He's gone for his birthday. That's when I like to go. I'm. <laughs> I <laughs> we got to do a group, a group thing there. <laughs> what, what, what if we? What if I we said, all? 
joined a, a, a like a like a Reddit thread of all Benihana lovers that we all connected over it. That's funny. It's very like I feel like it's very like it's like a little kitschy, but it's fun. Whatever. Well, it's my favorite food. I think the food is delicious. Like I, I just love a like a high sodium soy sauce fried rice. Fried rice is my favorite. Um, and also, it's very difficult. This might not relate outside of New York. It's very difficult to get a reservation at a Benihana in New York City. Oh, I agree. I've tried been to that one. We waited like three hours. We had a reservation, and we still waited like two hours on a Saturday night. When we I, were there. I, it is so difficult. And then there's one in there's like I, I'm talking about Benihana, like you know Kleenex versus tissues. I call them all Benihanas, you know, like. Uh, yeah. But it's it's I, we used to call it Japanese Steakhouse. Is that what you call it? Um, we had Benihana on Long Island, so we just called it Benihana. It was the same thing. We, um, but it's we funny. didn't have Benihana. We just had we just had like we didn't have the the brand. We had like just cooktop Japanese food. Here here's why I love Benihana too. I feel like it appeals to everyone. You, I was in waiting two hours in the Benihana in in Midtown in New York mm. City, and every single kind of person. Yeah is there it's black people it's white people it's old people it's young people it's mm-hmm. rich people it's poor people like yeah. you could just it's every single kind of person i i like i like things that like bring everyone together the, the onion volcano is not exclusive to any one group jess just goes i love the onion volcano that's why we're i love the together. soup the soup Great. with the little Great. onion in it oh this is not sponsored <laughs> this is not spot, but we'll take a Benihana sponsorship. Jess Indeed. just said my stomach hurts every time after I leave, and I agree with her. I eat. I like that she's been enough that she knows that she she's been. <laughs> I mean, I would say I'm the type. To me, this is the perfect first date, and I know I'm agreeing. Like the fact that she's like the guy suggesting it is forty years old. Okay, first of all, you're at a table with other people to talk about. Jordana just told you it's every type of person, so there'll be someone to shit talk at that table. You're two on a date. You get to see how they react to the to the to the shrimp tail flip. Like all this stuff is like it, to me. You're combining an activity with a with a dinner date, and a dinner date doesn't really offer a lot of activities. Uh, I, I think it is a I put this dinner date on top. Like the fact that the guy's like, "Hey, let's go to Benihana." That's fun. It's interesting. Yeah, he's it's got stupid. a sense of humor, probably too. Um, it's funny. It's also in in forty year old virgin. I'm pretty sure he goes to Benihana on the first date with that and woman he, that he marries, and he finds the love of his life. There we go. You remember? They, they, yes. they do like the happy birthday song or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, uh, yeah, I think it's great. And they have the Japanese butter that I put on. I I eat. So much food when I go, to, like, and I get mad at people when they start divvying up the fried rice. You know, when they come with that little extra at the end, they're like, "Who wants it?" And then they give it to like the little kid, and you're like, "Get out of that kid's mouth! Give it to me, you fucking asshole!" That's so funny. Um, yeah, this is a green flag. You can get. No, I'm just kidding. We do not have a code. Um, <laughs> Promo code you up at your next Benny Hot. No. It'd be I, funny if we tried to like make them use it. Like you go into Benihana, <laughs> you tell them this. Psych. There's no go code. To the, go to the front desk. Uh, where do I get? Uh, they said to mention you up when you got here. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? That would be great. Uh, I would have been a really funny joke to play on you guys. Uh, but, um, man, alas, I haven't done it. The, to me, it's a red flag that this person emailed the podcast asking if Benihana is a good date for a first date. 
I can see how if you tell, told your friends about this, that they'd be like, he took you to Benihana. I I don't <laughs> want to be a part of any group that couldn't see the fun in a Benihana date. Like yeah. I, I, I I can't even, oh, the, the, the shrimp and steak, surf and turf. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The, again, and also the people at the table, it's always hilarious. Like the people that you're you're sitting with other people and you're far enough away that you can actually have a conversation. You can talk during yeah. this. You can get, they got fun you drinks. They got drinks that light on fire. State. You guys, yeah, everyone <laughs> should go to Benihana on the first yeah, date. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're, we're a pro. I guess Benihana is probably the worst suggestion for a COVID first yeah date. maybe not maybe once this whole thing is over yeah. it's probably pro- the, it's probably up there uh, with the worst thing you could possibly do right now the pandemic and, and has out- taken away so much an outdoor benihana wouldn't I, be the same I, you wouldn't you wouldn't leave smelling like benihana for four days you do smell like it forever that was like the reason my family wouldn't go like my mom would be like ah now you smell like it and then we'd have to not go Oh, yeah. I, if there was an outdoor Benihana, I would go right now. I'd put on like seven winter coats and I would go eat it outside. Same. It sounds fun. All let's right. Do let's another. do another one. You spend the weekend at a guy's house and they have no toilet paper, but offer toilet, <laughs> but offer paper towel instead. Red flag or deal breaker. Backstory. We lived three hours apart, so I had to go to the bathroom right when I got there. There was no toilet paper in the bathroom I used, and so I called his name and asked for some, and he came back with an almost empty roll saying his roommate stole it from his bathroom. I was like, why are you guys stealing each other's toilet paper? Why can't you have multiple <laughs> rolls? He apo- this is quite an opening for, hey, I just got here three hours away. Can I use the bathroom? Yeah, uh, here's some paper towels. To- Josh? Josh, I lent you the toilet paper last night. Do you have the roll? The ratchet. Do you have it? Do you know where it's below what? To- where? <laughs> he apologized and said it was under the impression. Said he was under the impression the quote-unquote dog house. That's what his roommates <laughs> and him call their house. Was fully stocked. <laughs> oh, my God. Can't wait for the first date. Just stop by this- the dog house before my first date. Was this dated at Alpha Epsilon Pi? <laughs> he said after we went to dinner, we would pick some up. Oh, well, the market was closed, and so he said we could just use paper towel for that night. What's even worse is that in the middle of the night when I asked for the paper towel, she's asking for it. <laughs> I, would gra- I would have grabbed some sheets before I went up. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You, for- you I- forget that there's no toilet paper. I mean not blaming her i when i asked for the paper towels he told me to go downstairs to the kitchen to get it Ugh, this is my first time there was a second time this is my first time at his house and so i didn't really know my way around plus it was so dark so I, i was very annoyed that he didn't offer to get the paper towels himself from downstairs i am still at his house i am still at his house and he has yet to get the uh, toilet paper hoping it's on the agenda for today is this listener um, dating the guy from the most recent email we just did? <laughs> just out of college? Yeah, no the guy who's like, <laughs> living at the doghouse. Woof, woof, um, welcome to the doghouse. That's how we do. No toilet paper here. Paper towels on your ass. We don't give a shit about Charmin. You know, like, <laughs> I would be so out at this. I mean, like, I'm She's 31. So, like, 
Yeah, I would be very, very much deal breaker for me. I don't think I don't. I mean, yeah, this is even uh, the doghouse comment. I don't know if I would could go back with someone who referred <laughs> to their home like that. Yeah, these people must be younger, but the lack of awareness that you are living in squalor is or is chivalry the- of like here. Oh, I'll make sure. I'm so so. I'm so sorry. This is so embarrassing. Here, let me make sure you have. It's that's you're right. That's the main point of this. It's not that he doesn't have the toilet paper. It's the lack of embarrassment that he doesn't have the toilet paper. Like Way worse. he should be above and beyond. Like, listen, I get it. You're young. You're a dude. You don't give a shit about these things. You and you're living in the dog house. You got a beware of dog sticker above your door. You think it's hilarious. You wear a lot of, you know, lacrosse pennies. I get it. You drink a bunch of spike seltzer. You make a lot of rhymes with law and claw. I get it, dude. But you got to be the lack of care for how much you would care means he doesn't care to like make this a good experience. He's not really caring about the next time you come back at that point. I would assume right. that this guy would be like this guy ghosts or he's not making the next three hour trip to you. I don't think he's going to do that. Yeah, I don't. I think it's a no for me. Should we do one more? <laughs> yeah, let's do one more. Go ahead. Hey, J&J, love the pod I've shared with all my friends. So my long-term high school boyfriend had a twin sister and they took their senior pictures together. And instead of individual shots, they were mostly of the two of them. And the pictures were very cozy, putting it lightly. And honestly, it looked like engagement photos. It made me feel extremely awkward. And a lot of people from our school were talking about it and asked me what I thought about the pics. For reference, several of them included the twins holding hands, him giving her a piggyback ride and kissing each other on the cheek. The worst part was him and his sister didn't see an issue with the pictures and kept posting them on Instagram. I think the relatable example would be the borderline PDA Christmas photos of just the brother and sister. Sincerely, not the traditional threesome with twins fantasy. (laughs) Well, we (laughs) we have the pictures and we're not going to share them because that would be privacy. Yeah. Yeah. We just can't share them. I don't even think blurring their faces out is worth it. Right. Um, yeah, because I feel like if you knew them, you'd be able to tell. But the and pictures are damning. I, I, I have to agree. They do look like engagement photos, for sure, I think. Oh, my God. They look so much like engagement photos. And they, it's just like, it's it's definitely off-putting. And it also shows that, like, I don't, like, do they have a cynical bone in their body? Like, the only explanation that kind of is okay for me is um, that they were like, the parents like, we're going to save some money by taking them this way, by doing a two for one special because you guys are twins. Like for senior photos. Yeah. And the, and the, and then the photographer's like, and then the photographer has a lot of artistic uh, leeway and the parents are there for the photo shoot. And the parents are like, Come on, kiss her on the cheek. Like the parents have a like the only way I could understand right. these pictures is if the parents have are a little bit disconnected from like the real world and they're like kiss your sister and then like jump on his back like right but but the, the, the part that's weird is like right they're proud of it they don't think it's weird that to me is weird like we it's kind of like the toilet paper guy like the fact that you're not like wow these are like kind of or like yeah. you wouldn't make reference to the fact that these are like clearly like intimate looking photos i mean the captions don't help at all you're a weirdo but i'll miss you next year that's like the caption and then the other caption twins (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes i love you hashtag twins like this photo shoot 
is only okay when you get the joke that you're making. Like, like again, if it was like a TBT and they had the exact same photos of them when they were like six, like you'd go, oh, this is fantastic and hilarious and BuzzFeed would write about it. Like, right. You know, There's like, no like irony that they're showing in these captions. I used to think there's a comic that I would see at like open mics and I always used to say that and he would just scream racist shit at open mics. Okay. And it was horrible. But you'd always like he was just like up on stage like because again open mic you can pay five dollars and you go up and you can do whatever. I'm not going to the (laughs) for those at home. I'm not going to the racist open mic. You just go in the back of a bar Someone pays $5 and they go up and they're allowed to say whatever they want. So there's this guy that used to be around the open mic scene who would just go up and say like the most racist things like possible. And it like, and he would say them in joke form, but you were like, this just is, this is from another time. It sounds bad. But I always used to say, if he just knew what he was saying a little bit, he would be the most famous comedian alive. Like he would like, if he knew what he was doing was bad, then, then it would be like, like everyone, he'd be an avant-garde artist. Like it would be art art at that point. Well, that's what puts people at ease when you like say, when you understand like what you're doing. Yeah. And these people are on the doorstep of understanding, but they don't get it. So now I'm like, like even if I'm this woman who wrote in, I'd be like, "Yeah, this I can't believe the guy I'm dating doesn't get it." I'd, I'd, I'd. It would be a, it would be a massive readjustment of what I thought of my partner. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I would be. I think I, I. I mean, I dated someone who had like weird closeness things with their like sure. sibling and their mom, and I always thought it was like, <laughs> I guess it wasn't a deal breaker because that's not why we broke up. But um, I think it, it made me uncomfortable. Yeah. wasn't wasn't meant for a long-term situation yeah i'm 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 with you it's just it, very difficult yeah well, well that's that's our last episode of the year we hope you enjoy 2020 with us happy new year um thank you thank you everyone who listens thank you if you're listening right now we love doing i love doing i, I won't speak for jordan i love doing this podcast every week so it really makes uh, me feel good that people enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoy doing it, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, same here. And we will see you next year. Happy New Year. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Dana Samuel. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at you up pod on instagram and email your questions to uup at betches.com thank you to our sponsor netflix bridgerton is back and dearest gentle readers you will not want to miss this chapter longtime friends colin bridgerton and penelope featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation the wallflower is ready to bloom but she needs colin's help to find a marriage match will these friends defy expectations to find true love and will penelope's secret identity as lady whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love you shall have to watch and see watch part one of bridgerton only on netflix may 16th Betches.